Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you all to a Redemption Press author, Thomas Gregory Stewart. He is actually a friend of Ross's and mine, and uh, we've known him for quite a while. He is the author of his new book, On Wings Like Eagles. So before we jump into this conversation, I want to give him a proper introduction. He is a native of Western Washington, uh, has enjoyed a 35-year career as a chemical engineer at the Boeing Company, where his work focuses primarily on eliminating carcinogens from the workplace, which you will pick up on how amazing that is, that that's his expertise uh, once we get into this interview. But his true calling is to advocate for how trusting in God can sustain us through life's trials. Drawing from his own hardships and healing, Tom's life mission is to bring hope to the hopeless. So Tom, I will normally start these interviews uh, on this podcast with kind of your favorite Romans 8.28 story of how God worked all things together for good, even when it looked like there was no way he could possibly do that. But your entire story is a Romans 8.28 story. So rather than having you pick one, because we've all got lots of those in our lives, I would just love to have you share with our audience uh, your story and how God did bring all things together and work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to your his purposes which is you my friend thank you so much athena for having me on this podcast very humbled to be here god truly has uh turned evil into good in my life genesis 50 20 um my brother and i went through a decade of sexual abuse with our boy scout leader and actually led to one of the most important lawsuits in american history the biggest lawsuit ever filed against the boy scouts and it unveiled these secret files that the boy scouts had hidden from the american public for a hundred years on uh, predators and their organization and ultimately it led to the release of 20 years of the perversion files is what they call them to the american public in 2012 and then ultimately it led to almost 100,000 boy scout abuse victims coming forward in 2020. Um, i think it is the ultimate Genesis 50:20 story and all things working together for good Romans 8:28 Believe it or not uh, the end of 2015 I uh, forgave my scout leader face to face at the age of 53 I hadn't seen him in 35 years and 
So I believe with all my heart in um, the key to being set free for me and really for everyone is forgiveness and forgiveness of our betrayers. Um, along the way, I developed Hodgkin's disease um, from working around a certain chemical uh, in a, working at a summer job before uh, going to college and miraculously I was um, cured of this lymph node cancer. I was wrestling with a friend in a dorm room at college and miraculously hurt my rib just bad enough to go in and get it checked and they found cancer in my chest region. If I had not gone in um, mm. to uh, get it checked out, if I would have died and if it had not been in that part of my body. And so God definitely had a plan for my life, I believe very much in Jer Jeremiah 29, 11 too. I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. And I knew he definitely had a plan for me. Um, so miraculously, as Athena said, um, once again, God used Genesis 50:20 in my life, turning the evil of cancer into good for saving people's lives at Boeing in the fact that I do research on eliminating carcinogens and just happened to be a chemical engineer. My parents were not too happy about that because I had almost died from being around chemicals, but it's definitely a passion of mine. And um, so I'm uh, extremely grateful for that. Um, along the way, I had a lot of tragedy uh, with my children, uh, the heartache of divorce uh, with my first wife and um, going through CPS allegations that were later uh, false. And I think this is all in memory of my younger son, Benny, who died of a heroin overdose mm -hmm. in August of 2014. And after Benny's death, God gave me a lot of revelations. He speaks to me through numbers because I'm a, a strange engineer. And he gave me uh, these revelations um, after Benny's death. And he speaks to me through letters and numbers. And it's all through Benny's death. And it's really highlighted the call of my life, which is Isaiah 61, that he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners and to bestow on them a crown of beauty from ashes. So and I want to, I want to jump in here and say, um, so when God speaks to you through numbers and dates, like I've been with you when you've maybe like been praying about something and wanting to get direction. And then you see, the numbers that were symbolic of his age when he passed or his birthday or something like that. Is that what you mean when you say that God speaks to you through numbers and letters? Yes. It's all related to Benny's death. Um, the age he died at 23. Um, I was 28 when he was born. Um, he was born in the third month, March died in the eighth month of the year August 3-8. It's pretty intricate. 
Um, of course, through Isaiah 61, 61 is another a number. And then there's combinations of letters and where they're at in the alphabet. And so um, it's, it's interesting that God gave me these revelations after Benny's death. I did not have this before his death. And so uh, would you say that it brought comfort to you as well? Because that had to be hard. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like to lose a child. Thank you for asking that. Um, yes, it's kind of a two-edged sword. It's extremely comforting, but I will be honest, it's it can be very emotional too, um, because that is the way he speaks to me, and mm-hmm. it is it is through Benny's death. So, um, but overall, yes, it's very comforting. And so many people struggle with, as C.S. Lewis calls it, the problem of pain. And how a good God could allow bad things to happen. Tell us what you think about that. Yeah, C.S. Lewis also says that pain is the megaphone that rouses a deaf world. Mm. And um, I believe, you know, I believe in that very much, that God does allow suffering. I believe that everyone that he used in the Bible um, to a great degree, he shattered first and then, you know, built them back up. And I'm not going to compare myself to Paul or Job or, you know, Abraham or, um, but I do believe that some of us, you know, are going to go through more trials than others. And if we really lean into God, as hard as it is, that we will find him in a way that we would never find him right. without without going through these tragedies. And I wish, I wish it were different, um, but right. it's not. And I think sometimes he has to strip everything away for us to really cling to him. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. So when you finally, and I think this is an important piece of your story, when you finally told your mother about the abuse by your Boy Scout leader, she didn't believe you. So how did her rejection affect you? And how would you encourage other victims who fear they won't be believed if they come forward with their story? Yes, that was devastating, you know, at the moment. Um, I think, sadly, these predators target families where they believe that if the children come forward and tell their parents that the family dynamics are such that the parents won't believe them. Um, all I can say is that hopefully, and maybe it's not your parents, maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's someone at church. Um, my prayer is that people don't, don't wait until they're, you know, I waited until I was 40 to break my silence. Um, as hard as it is for boys and girls to come forward, they, they need to confide in someone, obviously besides God, but um, that hopefully they can find someone else that will believe them because it affects every decision you make in life. And until you break your silence and then eventually let it go. And ultimately for me, forgive your betrayer, which is, you know, for some people unimaginable. Um, Mm. unless we truly do that, we won't be set free. Well, let me, let me, let's, let's stop here for a second on the forgiveness piece, because I think, 
the reason a lot of people who have been through some pretty heavy trauma of being sinned against, which would be what you had happen to you, they, and I think the enemy loves it when the, the perception in their mind is if I forgive them, then I have to invite them back into my life. It means I trust them. And that does not, forgiveness and trust are two completely different things. And I think that the enemy with that lie keeps people who are wounded and who need to forgive from forgiving because they think it means they have to trust them and they have to be around them and have a relationship with them. And it doesn't mean that at all. No, you're right. In fact, obviously with, um, you know, women with male abusers that, you know, it is a lot of times a safety issue that they, they absolutely can't be around them. I think it's important too that, you know, even when I was face to face with my scout leader, that he was less than cordial and he said we lied about the abuse and, but the forgiveness is not, is, is not for your betrayer. It's for you. Right. And as hard as it is on, you know, how they may react or whatever, whatever it may, may be, um, you know, once I forgave him face to face, it was, it was, I was set free. And yeah. um, regardless of what, you know, his, his reaction was. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they repent, doesn't matter if they, you know, try to minimize it or any, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you have forgiven him from your heart because that's what God tells us to do. And it's for our good, not theirs. So good, good point. So one of the main themes of your book is forgiveness. And you told us, is there more that you can tell us about that whole process of your, I mean, how, how long did it take for you to get to the point where you knew that was what you had to do? And just share a little bit more on that, that would, you know, encourage someone listening to forgive that person. They just can't even imagine forgiving. Yes. It really started during the Boy Scout, the depositions and, um, the Holy Spirit really, I believe, prompted me in saying that if you don't forgive Bruce, I won't forgive you of your trespasses. And so I think the first step definitely is break your silence. Don't wait until you're 40 like I was. I think that's so important. And if it might not be your parents. It might be someone else that you trust. Um, and then I think part of the progression is to let it go as hard as that is, and that probably took years in, in itself. Um, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, Romans twelve nineteen. that this is God's battle, not mine. Yeah. And there's a reason I went through it. And like Rick Warren says, God never wastes a pain. And you just have to believe that, that he will use that pain for good somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the, the final part of it, maybe the most difficult, and for me was to pray a blessing on my scout leader and his family. Wow. And yeah, I could see how that would be. That would take a while to wrap your head around. And that, that took years, I'm sure thousands of times, you know, in Matthew 5, 44, um, love your enemies, bless those who persecute you. And boy, that is not only, that is impossible in our own power. That is only possible through God. Mm -hmm. And, So I think, you know, and like 
like I said, it it was 35 years. I he last abused me when I was 18, and then I did. I, I saw him when I was 53. And wow. So it does take a long time. I wish it was um, faster. Maybe mm-hmm. it is for some people, but when it's really horrific, yeah, um, it's going to take years. But I, I do believe with all my heart you will get there through God. Yes. So um, you had, tell us a little bit about the um, Josh McDowell endorsement, because he, he has personally went through his own um, abuse as a young man. And he said about your book that every parent needs to read it because it will educate them on the signs to look for. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, because uh, that is so important for us to not have our head in the sand as parents and to be on watch for anything that could be out of order. Yes. Um, it's very humbling, obviously, having Josh McDowell endorse the book. Um, he had somebody on his staff read it, and, uh, and uh, he miraculously endorsed it. And I, I think there's there's signs. Um, there was obviously signs with my scout leader um, when things are unhealthy. Obviously, it was a different era than it is now. But um, you know, when you have someone that's wanting to spend time alone with your child, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of single moms that are exhausted and they drop their boys off at boy scouts and you know unfortunately they call it you know babysitters of america boy scouts of america Mm -hmm. and um you know i think for me we don't even really know i mean it's kind of like a distant relative but it's even worse because as a scout leader that you know you really don't know and in this case and going out in the woods and you can't just you know drop your child off you know my recommendation is to have you know if there is a male figure is you know he must go on the the camp outs to you know keep your keep your son safe in, in this case um but i think some people are, are maybe too trusting um yeah. for sure and you know we don't in, in my estimation we don't even know really what a distant uncle is really like or even a distant relative let alone a scout leader and so um we just have to really know the sign, you know, know the signs of, of predators. Yeah. Well, and that's something that you hear over and over that when someone is arrested for, you know, being a pedophile or whatever, people are shocked. Like, I can't believe that about. So they know how to fake their a genuine caring about a child they they're great actors and boy that's how much more we need the holy spirit to make sure that we you know kind of if we get a check in our spirit and it's like something's not right don't ignore that yes and he you know pretty much snowed my parents and he was actually the only one only one outside our family, immediate family, that was ever allowed inside the house, believe it or not. that That's wow. what was so shocking, that um, he had earned their trust. And, um, 
So, but yeah, I like to say they're evil geniuses. Yep. They that's, just That's true. They just have this, you know, innate um, sense of which boys to choose and which family dynamics are, you know, going to be successful for them. Yeah. Well, as we wrap this up, um, you have two keystone Bible verses in your book, Genesis 50, 20 and Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. Tell us what those verses mean to you. So Genesis 50, 20 is um, Joseph before his brothers. You know, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to do what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And like I said, that's really the the hallmark of my story. God turned evil into good with my, ch- my childhood abuse, um, with cancer, and then um, with Benny's death. And that he really has reached a lot of people. Um, and saved a lot of lives. And then uh, Isaiah 40, 31, of course, um, is another favorite scripture. It's actually on Benny's box of ashes. And um, it talks about soaring on wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. And um, that I, I do believe with all my heart that only God can bring beauty from ashes and, uh, you know, renewing our strength. Um, is, and it may take a long time, but I, I do believe that uh, that will be the outcome. Yes. Well, um, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate your courage and your willingness to um, talk about hard things that, uh, you know, a lot of people just want to stay, you know, in the dark about because it's hard to wrap your head around the, you know, there are evil people in this world and the enemy has, is using them, but God is bigger. And just to see the redemption and the restoration and how God has brought a lot of good out of that pain that you bore. And I'm thankful for that and just want to say, God bless your ministry and thank you for doing what you're doing. And your book is up for a SELA award this year as best memoir. So we're excited to see what God does with that. But it is a finalist in the SELA awards. So let me just say to those listening today, uh, On Eagle's Wings is available where all books are sold. And get yourself a copy and be encouraged to uh, have your eyes wide open and um you never know who, what children around you, maybe not yours, but around you are being taken advantage of. And God uh, wants you to see and maybe be part of that rescue process. So Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. 
So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.